Hey, what's up? Can I get a redo podcast, fam? Merry December. Today is December 4th, and we are in full swing for holiday season and Christmas mode. And I know some people um, celebrate other holidays this time of year. Um, so whatever it is that you celebrate, I think it is a celebratory season for all of us and even those that would consider themselves anti-holidays, you know, the Scrooges, the Grunches. Um, I don't know how you can avoid it, but I mean, you don't have to celebrate in your house, but it, it's all around us and, and I think it's hard to ignore and in light of that, I wanted to use today's episode to have a discussion where we try to get a little bit more out of Christmas. And I'm not speaking in like a morally religious sense and trying to, you know, explain to you the what what I would think should be the true focus or um, reason for the season. Not at all. I want to have a different type of discussion. And even if you don't care about Christmas, I think you'll find today's conversation um, thought-provoking and and something worth your time. So thanks for being here and listening to the Can I Get a Redo podcast. We are now starting season three. Today is episode one of season three. And like I have the past two seasons, we kind of have a theme or a focus that guides our discussions. And I want to devote season three to exploring different types of questions. And today we're going to explore the question of, is Santa real? And I don't think this question is just asked by children that reach a certain point where they have, you know, figured some things out or been told some things, discovered some things. I mean, I think there's grown adults that still wonder, you know, is Santa real? Like, what the heck is Santa all about? Like, what are the origins? Why? Like, why is Santa a Christmas figure and let's explore that together let's explore whether or not Santa is real obviously as your podcast host I'm going to present an answer and that doesn't mean that you have to agree with me maybe you agree with me 10% maybe 40 maybe you don't agree at all that's okay. We can agree to disagree. But I hope that um, I challenge your thinking or I get you, get you thinking and kind of questioning or at least considering um, Santa to be more than, you know, a fat cookie-eating gift giver. Um, I don't know. I like to find something deeper and things that exist in our world and I really like to give things time and credit and meditate on stuff and really figure out the why behind things and 
there's got to be good reason why Santa is, um, you know, the hallmark of, of Christmas. And there's lots of different nicknames that we give Santa Claus. And I don't want to get into, like, the history of Santa and, you know, who Santa really is and all that. But um, I think some common names of reference for Santa are Father Time, Saint Nick, Chris Kringle, um, to some German farmers from Pennsylvania, Pelsnickel, um, and if you're someone that really has historical interest and curiosity, then, and you've never delved into, like, the history of, of, you know, Saint Nick and, um, where Santa Claus, the concept of Santa Claus derived from then, I encourage you to go do it. I, I don't know. I've done it before many, many years ago. I, I, I can't think of the movie title, but there was a, um, a Christian movie that came out and I believe it was, um, directed, produced by Kirk Cameron and, um, it was interesting and I'm sure there's many more movies, documentaries, people trying to, you know, give their best attempt at explaining Santa Claus and the history of Christmas and all that. Let's get away from that. Uh, let's try and think of Santa in a new way. So, is Santa real? Does this bearded fat guy with a happy sack of joy that he brings, does he really exist? Does he have a sleigh? Is, you know, is... Does he really have reindeer? Duh, no, he does not really exist. Um, but in in theory, Santa is real. And I want to present to you today the the claim that Santa Claus is real. Santa is real if you think of him as a metaphorical representation of your subconscious, a.k.a. your unconscious mind. So Forbes.com gives like a good explanation of your subconscious mind by referring to it as the gatekeeper of your comfort zone. And, you know, other people define subconscious mind as like, a storehouse of of our life experiences or a data bank of all our memories, our thoughts, our our truest inner self that we can't seem to quite master that um, our subconscious regulates um, heartbeat, different parts of our nervous system and um, it's not like our forefront of our brain but yet the powerhouse of of our brain and um you know there's some some really weird books out there about trying to help individuals master their subconscious and you know find some way to use it as like a power tool for um unleashing your potential or being your most successful self and I'm not buying it. 
I'm not I'm not interested in that and some of it is is like scientifically whack and I don't know I don't want to go there my mind my mind gets all scurry when I try and you know think about things super scientifically um I lean more toward you know understanding the brain and us as human beings um and by understanding spirituality and so I take a different approach and I respect whatever your approach is and your thoughts are on on science but um I just thought it was interesting to kind of think about what our subconscious is but um I think we have to be careful in trying to think too deeply about our subconscious because ultimately in my opinion our subconscious is not something that we will ever master or have full control of I mean it's called subconscious for a reason and um you know it it has a mind of its own and it's I don't think it's something that we can fully tame and obviously Santa is our focus here um so I don't want to get into all that but I want to make sure I clear the record of I'm not trying to, you know, promote you trying to conquer your subconscious mind. Um, I just want to provide a benefit to all this holiday hoopla, you know, like what can we take from Santa? I mean, we can't make Christmas go away. We don't have to celebrate it, but what can we learn from it? What can we transform Santa into that makes makes it like meaningful um you know for future generations if we are people who practice Santa with our children then you know maybe we can improve on uh, the lessons that we teach children through um what Santa is supposed to represent and and mean to us um as a society so I want to cover three points that kind of point to how Santa is real um, in the sense that he's a representation of our subconscious and make some parallels between all the Santa Claus um, quality traits and um, personality things that we have attached to Santa like the our um, broad view of Santa and, and like who he is what he is and how we represent him in the world and to children and um, my first point about how Santa is real is that We know he's a representation, a real representation of our subconscious mind because both Santa and our subconscious know when we're sleeping, when we're awake. They both see us when we're sleeping. And just think about the song like as you're listening to today's podcast or maybe afterwards I know it's a really annoying song but Santa Claus is coming to town if you just kind of like 
give that a listen at least once and kind of refresh your childhood memory of, you know, the lyrics of, um, you know, how Santa is watching us and when he watches us and the fact that he's supposedly always watching us. Well, the subconscious, if you think of the subconscious mind as your storehouse for your experiences um, and the data bank of, of your mind, basically, then you can make the connection that, you know, Santa represents um, the subconscious because he sees you when you're sleeping and your subconscious sees you when you're sleeping. Think about... Think about um, reasons why you struggle to sleep or let's say you're not struggling to sleep but things you ponder on your way to sleep or things you dream about during your sleep things that you wake up just um you know involuntarily thinking about this is our subconscious that is is seeing us when we're sleeping it it doesn't really sleep it's it's always there and apparently so is Santa because he sees us when we're sleeping so our subconscious because it stores everything in our mind you know sometimes we may not sleep because of subconscious activity that is prohibiting sleep maybe we're disturbed in our subconscious and because we've you know, we're mulling over mistakes or ways that we're hurt or ways that we've hurt people or bad choices we've made that day and um, grief that we're dealing with or not healed from or fears that we have and financial concerns and anxiety and lies that we've been told or that we're guilty of telling like our our innermost secrets, all this is, you know, held captive in our subconscious, but our subconscious is not sleeping. Um, And so I feel like this really is a good match for, you know, that line in Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping and, and so does your subconscious. So I think that Santa represents our subconscious. And you would have to agree with me that the subconscious doesn't stop working. And if you do, then then you can also agree with me that Santa or your subconscious sees you when you're sleeping. Another way that Santa Claus is real as a representation of our unconscious mind is he represents our dreams, wishes, hopes, wants, desires, goals, you have to keep 
this at the core of this discussion that your subconscious is your mental library. So if Santa represents metaphorically our subconscious, then then Santa knows our mental library. And what is the tradition each year for children is to, not all, but many, to write Santa letters, to make a list, whether it's for our parents who then supposedly, you know, mail it or get it to Santa. and Or now nowadays, we don't even need to go sit on Santa's lap. We just need to make a phone call. There's like different phone numbers you can call and children can listen to recordings and um you know I was a child that made lists my my mom would ask me to write like a Christmas list and you know this is where we sit down with our subconscious and we try to connect with it because it's our mental library and it it knows us best and it it knows things about us that we really have to spend like time and being still and really connecting with in order to to uncover sometimes what we really do want um, or desire to have and it doesn't necessarily have to be a material object but some people struggle answering this question of you know like what do you want for Christmas and you know it can be connected to the fact that you're content and maybe you're not a selfish person or a greedy person and maybe you'd rather you know give than receive and that's that's all great but deep down I do think that in our subconscious we have things we desire personally and I think some people struggle because um you know they're not they're not able to connect with their subconscious and i'm throwing a lot of a lot of ideas at you today and i hope you don't think i'm crazy for these thoughts but i've really been thinking and studying for this podcast episode about the fact that possibly children are closer to their unconscious mind than adults are and as we get older we just step further away from our unconscious mind and we become more distant um, and we have to put more effort into connecting with it I think children can easily sit down and just mouth off or write off like all these things they want and marketing is a factor I mean marketing does a great job of reminding youth of you know what they should want and you know, there's a comparison game and seeing what others have. But I, I do think that, that children are, are very connected to their unconscious mind. And, and I think that's why making their Christmas wish list is, is a, more enjoyable and, um, and a, a simple, quick task for them. And adults struggle with this. And... I think that's, you know, can explain, like, why we as adults gravitate toward white elephant gifts and, like, these different exchanges where we do gag gifts or, you know, we revert to cash or gift cards because the older we get, the less 
connected we are in a way to our subconscious and we don't really know what we want you know it becomes harder to 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 share that and I think that you know it's easier to just think of silly gifts or um think of other people than ourselves which is a brilliant um way to be when it comes to generosity um but I do think it's important to to know our mental library enough to know what our desires wishes hopes and and dreams and goals are so um this is where like um the concept of santa can be a beautiful thing if you think about santa and how santa represents um your your unconscious mind so maybe experiment and you know if you have kids and you've never had them sit down um maybe for curiosity's sake have them come up with the list and don't make any promises but um maybe sit down with them and just see who's who's faster at coming up with um a christmas wish list i think that would be interesting and your children don't have to be aware of what you're doing but I think it'd be a neat experiment to see you know perhaps how connected you are to your unconscious mind another way that Santa represents our subconscious mind is Santa is representative of our moral compass so going back to this Santa Claus's coming to town song and part of the lyrics being he knows if you've been bad or good so there's we teach children about the importance of you know well you've been naughty or you've been nice and there's like um the bad and the good list well um that's a way that we try to teach children that you know there is a um a right and wrong and there are consequences and rewards based on you know our choices and you know it's not just like a one time thing because right Santa's supposed to be watching us all year long so um you know it's kind of like a character training um lesson that we use Santa for with children but um if Santa represents our moral compass then I mean it's kind of like Santa is this metaphorical regulator of um our choices and um points out the fact that um we do have a responsibility to make good choices and be accountable and Santa makes us consider why do we do this why why can't we stop doing this and you know what what do we need to change about ourselves because we want the rewards and we don't want the consequences and our 
our subconscious is our moral compass because it it really does make decisions for us without without us having to think because again it's our data bank of observations experiences our impulses our reactions our feelings our emotions memories that all naturally just fuel our thinking our speaking our speaking and our doing and it's all tied to our subconscious being our moral compass and Santa being representative of that and it's kind of evident in in how we as a society portray Santa and this whole naughty or nice good boy bad girl good girl bad boy and we use this tactic of tactic um you know in character training to make effort to be on the good list and if we're on the good list then we will sleep well we will be successful in attaining our wish lists and we will have good moral compasses and Santa symbolizes all of that and I want to close by giving a message about how to improve your unconscious mind um, the health of it and your awareness of it and your connectivity to it and I don't have some three-step, four-step, five-step program for conquering your unconscious mind. Remember, I, I said in my opinion, we cannot conquer our unconscious mind. Um, nope, not at all. But we can feed it good seeds. And we can get quiet and do things that um, allow us to be alone um, with ourselves and give us the opportunity con- to connect with ourselves on on a deeper um, level and when we do things we enjoy and we take time to be apart from others and to get quiet and alone with ourselves then um, I think it's a path to connecting with our subconscious and Maybe your subconscious needs some healing. Maybe you're not sleeping well. Maybe you don't know how to come up with, you know, your inner wish list goals. And again, not just material things, but your hopes, desires, wishes for yourself. And maybe your moral compass is off. And if that's the case, I suggest that you try to spend some time meditating with your subconscious and not by sitting cross-legged and saying, hmm, no, I'm saying sowing good seeds into your subconscious 
being good to yourself, surrounding yourself with good people, giving yourself quiet time, giving yourself time to do hobbies and things that bring you peace and joy and help you to um, improve your emotional state and to connect with it and see, you know, what's lurking inside and allow a spotlight to shine on, you know, how you're feeling and your heart posture and your mental health and, um, you know, you have to practice good self-care, good self-love and loving yourself so that, um, so that you can have a healthy subconscious that, that keeps you on the good list. Remember the message in Santa Claus is coming to town. The overall message is be good for goodness sake. So if we care about our subconscious and we see it as um, our mental storehouse and a huge part of who we are, um, just organically, naturally, without us having any kind of control, then we need to take care of it. And that way we can adhere and obey this message of be good for goodness sake. We should be good for goodness sake. We should be good to ourselves, to others, to all of creation. And we should be good seeking no presence, no reward, except reaping the benefits of a healthy subconscious that allows us peaceful sleep, that allows us to know our truest self and um, keeps us on a good moral standing and builds good character within ourselves. So can I get a redo podcast, fam? I hope that I have encouraged you to see beyond beyond the holiday madness that exists this time of year and maybe give some food for thought to the fact that possibly we invented Santa to represent a subconscious tool that reminds us to be good for goodness sake and reminds us to have respect for our subconscious and the power it holds and the role that it plays in who we are as individuals. Before I leave you for this week, I want to give you not some book recommendations, but mention some podcasts um, that maybe you could check out. And no, they are not covering the subconscious mind, um, but I think that they do offer insight into good mental health and heart health and um, self-love and self-improvement and self-care and 
I think they are podcasts that you could listen to that will help you be good for goodness sake. So the first one is, I kind of hesitate to mention, um, his name's Aaron um, Doity, I think is how you pronounce his last name. I don't know if it's Doity, Doughty. Um, I should have investigated that, sorry. But um, however you want to say it in your head, just <laughs> go look it up for me and it's the Aaron Doherty podcast, and um, he tries to offer conversations that help you, like, shift your mental framework and help you to um, be a productive and, and healthy person inside and out. And some of it's a little peculiar, and you may not like it. I can handle him in small small doses and then I'm annoyed and I'm I'm done but maybe you might like it um check out the aligned self um that might be something helpful to um your mental health or the school of greatness um is an awesome podcast and um he usually the host usually has a lot of guests and has great um YouTube videos also to check out and then Jay Shetty and his podcast is called On Purpose and both he and his wife are just really intuitive highly intellectual people with a lot of profound wisdom that they offer to the world and I really enjoy um, Jay Shetty and his mental insights so just to name a few and they're not all you know a plus but maybe at least one of them might be a new one you could start listening to if you are not already listening to those podcasts but that's all for this week and I hope that um, you enjoyed today's episode I (laughs) I'm fully aware that it's a little strange and it might be a stretch to attach Santa Claus to the idea that he represents our subconscious but um maybe at least one of my points or um thoughts today struck you um with something new to chew on or to consider or to discuss with someone else and keep the conversation going but like I said the goal was to to try to pull something out of the concept of of Santa that that makes it less irritating, less juvenile and stupid and um, less of a a greedy representation of of gifts and getting what we want and um, you know being selfish, which you know is a downside to the practice of, of um, Christmas celebrating in Santa Claus. So that's it. Um, I hope that your week ahead is amazing. I hope that you get lots of rest and just do brilliant things and be around brilliant people and um, think about your subconscious and start sowing good seeds and into yourself and 
watch yourself transform intuitively without without even really having to think about it just do well be well speak well and bye for now <laughs>